Good drinks, good stories, and good people. Welcome to Two Drinks In. everyone welcome to two drinks in with david and larry it's great to have you guys here we couldn't be more excited that you have taken time out of your busy schedules in your lives to listen to this podcast and coincidentally david this is really actually our first one and uh of course you you listeners uh, uh probably know that because you tuned in you're like hey first episode and uh, it's the first installment of two drinks and you're here and we're excited we're elated that you've uh, decided to join us Man, this is the culmination of at least two years worth of planning, right? Yeah, to- totally. And I think um, if I'm remembering right, I was walking down the, some street in Chicago. I called you late one night, and uh, and that's where it kind of began. Um, you know, David and I have been hanging out for years, talking about all different kinds of wild stories, the people that we know, our experiences, the things that that we have come in contact with, and we thought you know what, this would be a great, great podcast. And here we are. It's been a long journey, but uh, first episode. Yeah, it's been, I mean, goodness, we've known about each other a long, 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 long time. But truly, yeah. we became connected back in 2019. I jumped back into the technology sales world, the software sales world. And I walk into this office after being in normal, dumb corporate jobs. And all of a sudden, I'm like, Larry, how are you? Don't I know you? Like, where did we first meet? What was like first? Like, what was it like in 2019? Yeah, well, here's what I know is what we became super fast friends. And but we knew each other before that. But 2019 was some of the best years of our life in, in, in corporate America. It was great. Amazing. But I think the first time I was I was thinking about this the other day that you and I connected was probably somewhere back in uh, maybe 2011 or something like that. I got hired to do some, some uh, artwork, some design work for an event that you were having some kind of a weird uh, four by four land cruiser rally down <laughs> in Southern was. Utah. Yeah. Where yeah, that's I think, what it was. So yeah. you helped us design some decals, some stickers. That's right. And I think we even used your artwork on t-shirts. What? And so that's when we first connected because your old email is still in my old email and we can go back and we actually looked it up the other day. It's still, it still stands up. It's good. It's good artwork, man. Yeah. Still haven't seen that uh, royalty <laughs> check, but here we are in corporate America. Fast forward to 2019, David walks in and that was a fun surprise. Fun to reconnect with you. And it's led over several years to this moment. Exactly. And I mean, I view you, you were kind of a mentor because I was so brand new and we used to do this fun event. We called them Fry Yays in right. the office. Yeah. So it was like, yay, it's Friday. And people would bring, you know, different adult beverages. You know, I think the very first one I joined was a champagne one. And you were there. Mm, I remember and that's that. when we really started talking. Like you were on different teams. We'd never interacted. But that's when we really started talking. And we put two and two together. And I'm like, hey, we need to be fast friends. We need to be buddies. Because you were crushing it. I want to be very clear. You're a badass. 
<laughs> and I was like, well, I want what you. he has. What's he doing? <laughs> like, I want to do that. Like, can I be cool like Larry? Oh, come on now. Come on now. But check it out. We're on a podcast and that, you know, automatically makes us cool. So, so here we are. You're, you're too kind, but, but here we are. We have, uh, spent years now, um, uh, either, you know, meeting up at bars, sitting around a campfire, hanging out, uh, laughing, sharing great drinks, uh, swapping stories about all the different people that we know, kind of in our networks, uh, folks in our lives that we've come in contact with and, uh, had this great idea that, uh, while people may not be impressed with our humor, uh, we are, but, <laughs> but the, we think the, we're hilarious. We think we're great, but the, the people that we could bring on here, uh, given, especially if they they come on two drinks in, um, would, would tell some pretty incredible stories. And that, that's really what we want to, uh, that's really what we want to capture. So over the last couple of months, um, I think it's probably been about, Boy, has it been six months or so? Probably six to eight months. Six months. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been working on production of this podcast, um, curating a, a lot of different fun fun folks that, that uh, have come on the show already. Those are in the hopper, and this is episode number one. Uh, El and numero man, uno. We've got some great, great folks coming. So uh, tell us tell us a little bit about some of the the, the folks that uh, that uh, we've got got in store. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to bring the backyard conversation back. I think in this mm. sterilized technology world, it's fallen away. The art of conversation is dead. I look at my kids and they're stuck in screens. And so we wanted to bring those conversations, that backyard barbecue feel here. And we thought, who would have cool stories? And that was the best part because we we thought about all these individuals. Like one of the guests that I'm really excited about He's a brewmaster. Mm. He started his own brewery after being a home brewer for years, then opening a home brew supply store. And he did it. He like, I won't give away too much of his story, but he did it. And so those are the kind of people that we want to share on this podcast because everybody has a cool story and not everyone is going to be like this big, you know, celebrity, this big, you know, giant name in the industry, but that's what we really want to do. We want to bring that brewmaster on who, who else there's the, the wildlife photographer. Yeah. We've I mean, got like a, a pretty much a national geographic wildlife photographer, um, which when you start getting into how do they get those shots and how are they at right. the right place at the right time? And how long did that take? That was a really interesting conversation. And then of course we've got uh, one of our friends who, who, who works in a, a race car outfit. Uh, he doesn't work in a race car outfit. He works for a race car company. He might wear the yeah. outfit, but he, he, <laughs> he gets uh, the opportunity for a living to, to race in Ferraris and Porsche GT3s and Lambos and all this incredible exotic car. So he's coming on the show. Uh, another buddy of ours who uh, had an insane adventure down in the jungles of Costa Rica. Um, one of our more somber, somber, you know, episodes, it was really yeah. kind of a serious one. So that that's right around the corner. Anyone, anyone else come to mind for you? You know, I mean, there's some unique things. There's a gentleman, we'll call it scajoring. <laughs> so we, we won't give any we will more, call it that. We won't give any more glimpses. You can Google it, check out their, their social media pages. But like the whole point is that there's normal people in your life. Right. We joke that the person at the checkout stand may have climbed Kilimanjaro. Mm -hmm. Normal people 
are coming onto this podcast to share those stories. Just doing amazing moms. things. Yeah. Right. Amazing things. You've done amazing things. I've done amazing things, but like they're moms, they're dads. Like they work in, I wouldn't say crappy jobs, but we all have a job, right? We got to make money to fund our adventures. And a lot of these people take incredible adventures. And Stephen Accounting, you might not know that he's like part of a heavy metal band, right? <laughs> it's good old Steve in accounting. It's so <laughs> true. It's so true. And so we've got we've got a great uh, almost a year worth of podcasts, uh, just shy of that. So we've got a bunch of great episodes coming out. Uh, we appreciate you tuning into it. And let's kind of get back to the, the the format of this a little bit. It's called Two Drinks In. And uh, why are we calling it Two Drinks In? Because that's when the best stories happen. You've that's had right. your second drink. Uncle Lloyd is talking about the time that he almost won the state championship, right? He threw you a know, football we, over those mountains. <laughs> if, Uncle, if the coach had just put me in, we would have won the championship. <laughs> but that's really what it is. I mean, oftentimes our adventures land us in front of a campfire mm -hmm. on somebody's back patio on a boat in a lake. And we're wrapping up for the night. We've had a couple of good beers or, you know, we've had a scotch and there's a little bit of truthfulness that comes out. I wouldn't say that we exaggerate our stories that much as we tell the whole story. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to let people just have a platform to share, you know, that funny story. And with two drinks in, there's some hijinks that may ensue. <laughs> yeah, for, for real. And you know, you as listeners, um, you don't have to drink, but you can you can join us as well on the two drinks in. In fact, if you're listening to this and you've got a great story, we'd love to hear from you as well. You know, I kind of envision this a little bit of, um, you know, we I have a nice house. It's it's a great place to raise kids. It's comfortable. We call it home. It's 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 nice, but it lacks a front door. Like no, it, it has a front door. It, it lacks a front porch. We don't have rockers on the front porch. Our neighbors aren't walking by and visiting necessarily, and you know, that's kind of missing in a lot of neighborhoods. And that's kind of what I envision this being. I'm sure some of you are going to walk by on this podcast and you've got a great story. We want to hear it. Uh, we want to highlight it. So make sure over the, the course of this next year, you reach out to us and uh, and give us a shout. So it's two drinks in, which uh, kind of begs the question, David, what are you drinking? So we joke today was commission check day, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so depending on what funds are in the bank, I may be drinking Natty Lights, but today I'm drinking a Scotch. It's a Spayburn 10-year, still affordable, but it's a classic Speyside malt, and it's been aged 10 years in Scotland, and yeah, it is smooth and goes down great. What makes a smooth Scotch? Like, just describe it as if somebody who's never drinking Scotch before, drinking, drinking, what, what makes it smooth? So the way the you make a whiskey and specifically a scotch is a whiskey that's made in Scotland. You distill either corn or like wheat or some sort of grain and turn it into alcohol. And if you were to drink the alcohol the first day it comes off, you go blind, right? And that's how they make denatured alcohol to take paint off of cars. But you then take the denatured alcohol or whatever comes out of that and I'm going to butcher this, but you put it in a cast. So there's certain type of wood, certain type of 
barrels that you put this in and it sits for a while. And they say that it takes the devil out of the liquid. The wood is charred and burned and then the alcohol goes in and all these interesting flavors start to develop. And that has to happen within the confines of Scotland for the whiskey to become a Scotch whiskey. Hmm. So to describe it as smooth, it's been aged long enough that it's not trying to punch you in the face while you're drinking. That the devil's gone. The devil's gone. Devil. Nice. Devil. That's right. Well, it's a beautiful bottle. Um, I can't, I'm not drinking scotch tonight, so I'm going to take your word for it. Um, <laughs> I've got a, um, I've got a double IPA Elefino. Elefino from Red Rock Brewery. Have you, have you had an Elefino? No, but I've, I've seen one made. It's when you take a rhino and mix it with an <laughs> right. elephant. Right. Exactly. It's so <laughs> it's kind of an interesting story. So back in 2008, uh, the Utah legislator uh, legislation, rather, they they changed the beer laws to finally allow local breweries to sell super strong beers to the public, and that's that's right around the t- time that the Elefino was was uh, was created. In fact, a lot of Utah breweries around that time uh, got on the the double IPA bandwagon, and it became a real fad. Uh, it was super crazy until it wasn't. And um, there's a couple beers that still kind of sustain and keep going. And Elefino is one of those. It's one of it's one of my favorite beers. It's a great table beer. Uh, it's the first thing that I'll re- uh, reach for if it's available. And um, it kind of, you know, normal IPAs just kind of punch you in the face because they've got a, a lot of bitterness and, you know, they don't really relent. But Elefino, it's kind of, it's kind of different. It's got a real pleasant sensory experience that kind of comes in waves and uh you can you can uh kind of get aromas of, of citrus hops and blends of pine and mango and i'm just making up shit at this point but it does go down <laughs> super super smooth and with a great great aftertaste so uh one of my one of my most favorite beers in the world brilliant i mean consistently ipas over the last four or five years have been top selling beers, right? There's an English style, there's a New England style. Sierra Nevadas are a famous IPA, and it's all because, I mean, we're we're not brewmasters. We just enjoy the process of drinking. But that is one that consistently it's got a little bit higher alcohol content. But you have one with dinner. Oh man, mm-hmm. whatever you're eating just seems to taste better. Yeah, one hundred percent. So. Each week we have this podcast, we'll kind of switch it up a little bit, talk about uh, kind of what we're drinking and uh, uh, invite you to join us. Um, the other part of this podcast that that is really near and dear to our heart is we we do expect that there's going to kind of be a give back to the community that we live in. And um, there are some things that are uh, close to our hearts. Uh, the uh, you know there's a, a, a large degree of uh, folks here in Salt Lake City that don't have places to live or sleep, and and that's going to be a place that we give back. Our family has gone down to the food bank. Uh, that's kind of a big uh, been part of our family from time to time. So we're going to be using different things throughout this podcast to raise some funds for that. Uh, any proceeds from this podcast is going to be uh, given directly back to that. Uh, we're not keeping any for beer money. It's going to go straight back into the community and. And so as we go along here, you're going to get uh, some opportunities as listeners to join us in that if you so choose and, and just kind of rally uh, in your own own way. And uh, we'd love to have you on the trip for that. Brilliant. Well, Larry, tell me a little about yourself. 
I mean, who are you? When did you start drinking? What is your drink of choice besides the Elefino? Like, it's a Thursday night. You've had a long week. You're getting ready for Friday. Like, what are you doing? What What makes Larry Larry? Well, interesting. Um, <clears throat> so starting with the, uh, when did I have my first drink? I, I really did toe the line. I did toe the line and I did not have, uh, I, you know, I kind of was very f- fairly conservative and did not have a drink until I was 21. And um, no, that's not true. That is not true. It was a little bit before 21. I do remember this. <laughs> um, I was going to go with my Sam Adams, but that's not the first one. The first one was I was sitting in paradise Paradise is a little tiny town at the foot of Mount Rainier. And I had uh, graduated high school. I think I was, you know, I don't know when I was, uh, I guess you graduated 18, 19 or something like that. Great. Now I'm going to get in trouble. But anyways, <laughs> sitting right in Paradise and um, looking up at Rainier Beer, uh, Rainier Mountain rather, and I'm camping and they make Rainier Beer in Washington. And I had this brilliant idea to ride my mountain bike about uh, four miles down the hill to a, a convenience store, buy a Rainier beer and, uh, and, and book it all the way back up the mountain and sit uh, on the picnic table in the campground where we had set up our, our camp and uh, kicked back in the sun, looking up at Grand Mount Rainier. And I cracked open a beer, took a sip of it. It was the worst thing I had ever. It was warm <laughs> from the bike ride. It, uh, it was horrible. It totally ruined the moment. And uh, I didn't touch beer again until I was 21 with that uh, lovely, lovely off-the-shelf Sam Adams. So that's that's the story. It wasn't wasn't the best moment. <laughs> I think that's how a lot of those interactions go. I was more of a heathen, though, right? I was a hooligan in junior high, and we found, I think it was either peppermint or peach schnapps in my buddy's freezer. We were over there. His parents were working, whatever. and you know how smart 12 and 13 year old boys are, right? Like we put the smallest little splash in each of our glasses and we're like, Oh man, we're going to get so drunk. Right. And all it did was just burn. It was terrible. (laughs) It was awful. It was just like, yeah, it should have cured me from drinking my whole life. Right. It was that bad. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's the forbidden fruit. And when you finally get it, you're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? But I don't know if it's a weekend. I guess it depends on the season, but I, I tend to be more of a clear alcohol drinker. Like I, I like a good gin. Um, really Your love G&Ts a good gin. Are yeah. famous. I know. I love them, and uh, that's probably what my go-to is. Um, uh, but the older I get, the more I realize that uh, it's, it's just I don't recover the same. I don't. I don't drink the same. <laughs> I think those years are kind of over for me. So now it's just uh, you know that's probably why I have this podcast. Uh, a crack one, a, a good one with you, David, and, and kick it back. But uh, I don't know. It's becoming a little bit more far, far and few between and a little bit more of a, uh, you know, just kind of a a fun little moment in the middle of a, a a crazy month. So how about you? What's your, what's your go-to, what's your table drink? Man, I've, I've fallen in love with scotch. I've always liked whiskey. I've always liked cocktails, old fashions, but man, I, I was very, very fortunate. I turned 40 last year. And I decided so, to take a trip to Scotland on my 40th. And well, it, yeah, I, you're Viking. You're, you're part Viking. You got the Scott blood. Exactly. I mean, go back to a DNA test and I'm 30% Scottish, right? So we <laughs> got to embrace it. And 
the people were so welcoming, accommodating. Yeah. It's an incredible and place. I took, goodness, I think I did six or seven tastings, mm. just different places, trying to learn. Because I was trying to educate myself. Because I'm like you, I'm, I'm hell, I'm 40, right? I can't do a keg stand like I did when I was you know, in my 20s. Right. And I do it to augment my life. And, you know, oftentimes the best meals have a nice glass with them, like a glass of wine. Or, you know, there's nothing more magical than a taco on the beach in Mexico with a cold Corona and a lime. Right? Exactly. So exactly. those are some of the things like if I'm I'm chilling with friends in the backyard, a brew while I'm barbecuing, or like I said, today was commission day, so I got myself a scotch. <laughs> Good. Good for you. It's a great, great way to to celebrate. And uh going back to the Scottish thing, that's the other thing that you and I connect a lot on. We're both yeah. uh Scott. Uh I, I don't know what my I, I don't know what my percentage is. I don't know if I want to get tested because you what know. if you find out you're not Scottish? <laughs> I know. Like maybe I come from some island off somewhere or the deep, you know, woods of Canada. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know Cherokee. if I could. Nothing, nothing wrong with Canada. They're the hat on top. Right. So um, I just, I really just want to be Scottish. I think I am. My grandparents uh, traced us all the way back to Mary, Queen of Scots, goes farther back, uh, you know, and, and so I identify with it. Um, I've had the haggis. Did you have the haggis? Oh my goodness. I yeah, had fried haggis. It's amazing. They made like this appetizer on fries. Oh my goodness. A lot of people would say, you know, it's a good thing you can't get it here, but man, I wish we could. It's really, 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 really good. I can't do the blood pudding, Ooh, but no. haggis is fantastic. So listeners, and if you ever get a English chance, breakfast. just do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like For sure. Why do you have to choose bacon or sausage? Just have it <laughs> just all. Just have it both, right? <laughs> just have it both. Well, tell tell us a little bit more about you. So we're going to spend this first episode just, uh, you know, just talking about where we came from and who we are. So if I'm remembering right, you were raised by by band teachers. Am I remembering that right? Am I making that, that a, up? No, that's 100% correct. So I grew <laughs> up in Utah and both my mom and my dad graduated with musical degrees. My mom had a master's from Illinois State, and she was a phenomenally talented flautist as well as pianist. You got to be very careful when you say that. She was really good at the <laughs> pianisting. Um, and my dad, same thing. He was a, a woodwind player. He played the clarinet, the saxophone. One of my favorite memories is him playing a bass clarinet. And I don't know if you remember Peter and the Wolf that melody still just rings through my brain. And I picture my dad downstairs playing it and it's just, yeah, it was wild. I grew up in an extremely conservative household, very religious. That was the purveying theme. Everything did they, we did was. Did they make you play, play instruments? Did they, did they make you practice the fiddle or. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Both my sisters are very accomplished musicians. One actually makes a living playing the cello. Um, I played the clarinet because I wanted to be cool like my dad. Didn't realize you don't get chicks by playing the clarinet, but, you know. <laughs> I picked you got to do the trombone. It's the trombone. It's that deep, sensuous trombone. Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> chicks go for that big time. 
but yeah, we were a very musical family. Um, I play the piano, the guitar, anything with a reed, I can squawk out a tune. And just about any instrument you put in front of me, we can make it make a sound. And it's it was cool because music was a real a real unifying force in our life. We could always find common ground with mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. Did your did your family were you were you one of those families that uh, you know performed for other families at Christmas and gathered around and <laughs> we went even further. We had the Platt family band, and my dad would transpose <laughs> matching shirts. Please, please tell me you did. <laughs> no, but we did wear church clothes. But we, I mean, we played at weddings. We we oftentimes were the musical number at our religious services. Uh, we did service projects and. It was funny because we would he would rewrite the music to accommodate two clarinets, a cello, a flute, and my <laughs> oldest sister on piano, right? So the wonkiest quintet you could ever imagine. And we were playing stuff like Billy Joel. You know, we'd just ham down on it. And Papa Bear was really, he really talented when it came to music. So what you're saying is you spent most of your childhood, you know, turning, turning down offers from your friends because you had a gig with your dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also <laughs> could not leave the house after 9 p.m. for a while. So, right. I mean, <laughs> different stories, well, very conservative, but it was so, cool because that lent itself to academic excellence. They really pushed academics as a way to change your trajectory in life. And I do the same with my kids. I'm a little softer. But it's amazing. A little bit of inquisitive searching will change your life if you're willing to learn and willing to understand different perspectives. So that's what I got from my childhood. Yeah. And and did you guys get to know David over, over this podcast too? Um, there's so many different layers to you. And I think that's what I really appreciate about your friendship. You you can talk about almost anything. Half the time I can't tell if you're BSing or not, but it comes <laughs> out really authoritative. And uh, but you have a lot of experience. Uh, the music has created a real tender side of you. Uh, there's oh. a tender side. Uh, you're you're highly intelligent. You had an amazing experience this last year. A bucket list experience that you checked off on a stage downtown. Yeah, I I finally did stand up. I got in front of all my <laughs> friends and some. Uh, not so friendly people. And, you know, I gave my three minutes in a open mic on a Wednesday and it was yeah. fun. Yeah. You slayed it. It was really good. So you're a man of many, many, many talents and now a podcaster. Now a podcaster. Now a Something podcaster. Something else we can check off. That's awesome. <laughs> Love it. Well, I'm going to flip the script. Where, where does the, the Larry layer go? Um, yeah, it's pretty dark, ominous. I'm not sure we want to dive too far into that without medication. Uh, I grew up as a seed. <laughs> I grew up as a desert rat, a uh, super conservative family, uh, living, living down in Arizona and, um, it's beautiful down there and yeah, freaking hot, but you can explore and do adventure all year round. So most of my childhood, like a lot of kids was outside, but that just continued on junior high, high school, college. I was always outdoors. And so that led to, a ton of climbing, big wall climbs, uh, mountaineering, um, lots of of hiking, trail running, uh, climbing some of the biggest mountain peaks in in North America. And 
And so that's what I lived for, you know, fly fishing, anything you can imagine. So uh, early on, I started out uh, working for an outfitter, selling gear and uh, making money to support my hobby. And I finally decided to get a real job. So we do think a lot of things now, like, uh, you know, I'm getting older, you know, I don't, I don't uh, recover as well when I get hurt, but we're snowboarders, we're surfers, uh, boat surfing, wake surfing. We do a ton of that. And so a lot of our, our life is spent on some kind of board and, you know, or skis in the, in the wintertime we're we're sliding down on boards and in, in the summertime we're we're surfing behind some kind of, you know, boat on some far distant lake here in Utah. And that's, that's what we do. Um, and I turned 50. I turned that's not all you do. 50. I need to. No, that's I all I do to, right now. I'm just old. I'm just. No, we need old to guy. literally dive into the water sports. Because that's something that's incredible, right? Like, tell me, I, I'm I'm gonna open the can, right? Okay, open away. You love scuba diving. Oh yeah, yeah. Scuba diving is something else we do, and it actually came up because my wife and I, you know, through through our marriage, have done a great job, I think, at dating each other. And one of the dating ideas we had once is let's go get scuba certified, and so which makes a not not a whole hell of a lot of sense in Utah. But uh, it was super fun. We did it and we got open water certified inside of a volcano crater on the backside of the Wasatch Mountains. And I kid you not, it's like this 80 to 90, I don't know, maybe 100 feet. I, I don't actually have, uh, know how far down it is. You only go like 80 feet or something like that. But it's it's an open water, um, hot water kind of springs type deal. And that's where we got uh, our open water certification. Since that time, it's something super, super, super fun that she and I get to do. And now our kids are doing it as well. Um, and we're coincidentally this week heading down to the Great Barrier Reef. Um, we're going to go uh, do some diving down there. And and that's been a bucket list for us. So checking that one off. That's super cool. I love that you still date your wife. Because, I mean, shout out to Mrs. Larry. She's a badass. Right? She She's an in, incredible. I'm way north of where I should be. Let me just put it that way. Way <laughs> off track from where I should be. She's she's an amazing, intelligent, uh, beautiful human. I think the the term is you out kicked your cover. <laughs> I didn't even kick. I, it was it was <laughs> the ball was just handed to me and said, here, hold this. And uh, and that's yeah. Amazingly enough, she uh, she she said, yes, I think she would probably punch me right now for being so self-deprecating, but she, I did, I did marry up and, uh, it's, it's been good. And then we, um, we're a Brady bunch family. So we, we've got, uh, uh, kids, um, so many kids, uh, lots, lots of children, not quite sure. I'm pretty sure six, uh, they move so quickly, <laughs> hard to cat, uh, count, but, uh, um, I'm not now a grandfather. I mentioned, uh, soberly a moment ago, um, I'm 50. And so, you know, new, new grand, grand, granddaughter. And that is a game changer. My kids are growing up, um, five kids over 20 and, uh, one kid still, still, uh, uh, in high school. So it's, it's been a fun, fun, fun ride. And now I just do podcasts to, you know, staff the streets and keep out of trouble. We got to keep you off the streets. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. Well, I'm in a different phase in life. I'm, I'm obviously 10 years behind you. So I've got two teenage daughters and man, they're amazing, both in braces. So all the fun that comes with that. And then I've got a little man. He's nine. He's a powerhouse. And, dude, I absolutely love him. He plays up a couple years in all the sports he does. He does football. I'm going to coach him in lacrosse next year. And it's just so fun to see 
the joy that sports bring to his life. Cause that's something that was hard for me. I, I love sports growing up, but with two band teachers, the only thing they cared about was the halftime, you know, marching band show. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I was a six foot two sophomore in high school, 240 pounds. And I'm like, dad, can I please just like not play the clarinet? Oh, I'll hit people. Right. <laughs> We've got to dig a picture up of that. But man, it's just so fun watching them because my yeah. kids are early stages and, you know, our families have hung out. You know, I've talked a lot about how cool your daughters are. Like you have one daughter living in Australia. Like yeah. life is just wild and it opens up their eyes to what their possibilities are because mm. You know, I am divorced. I'm single. I'm single dad in it. And it's so fun to see these three little rugrats just thrive and take on life. And they're also different. My oldest is a musician. She plays the guitar. That's what we call it, <laughs> the guitar. And she is like heavy into her anime emo face. Like it's great. She's living her best life. My middle daughter is straight out of cruel intentions. Like I think she's going to murder the first boyfriend she has. I'm going to get a call that I have to bury a body, right? That's <laughs> what she's going to do. And my son, he is JFK Jr. He's everyone's best friend. He's going to be the next president of the United States. So it's just you, wild. Watch you've done a, grow. You've done such a good job with him too. I, I deeply love your family. Um, and you you don't waste much time with him too. You know, I, I think maybe that's part of being... Um, I think maybe that's part of being a single dad, right? Is that when you have them, that time is super precious because, you know, they're living be probably, you know, between two different houses most of the time. And, and so when they're with you, the stories that I'm hearing coming out of your, your, your family, the things that you're doing, you know, the parks and national parks you've gone to, I think you're, you're going to Alaska this year. Um, that's the plan. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've got a cruise booked so that we can take them up to Alaska so they can see, they want to see icebergs and Ruger wants to see a bear, but he might chase it down. Well, you know what they say? Um, they're never going to remember anything you said. They're going to remember how they felt. And so you're a great dad for that. And, uh, and I see it in your kids um, and in all that you're doing. So hats off to you, man, doing a great job. Well, I appreciate that. And I can't take full credit. I am very lucky and fortunate. My co-parent, she is a badass. You know, we were married a long time and she is an awesome mom and I will never speak badly about her. And so I'm, I'm very fortunate. Like, I don't think we'll dive into this subject too much in the podcast, but there is magic that can happen. Even if you're divorced, right? You're still raising the kids. The kids didn't choose to get divorced. And so she works super hard to make sure they're happy. I work super hard to make sure they're happy. And man, it just, it, it's working for us. Nice. Nice. And so, so when are you going to go diving with us? <laughs> when they get enough weights that they can put on my belt, I'm a little bit bigger than Larry. No, no, not at all. I just grab the anchor and they throw me over. It's perfect. You don't need any uh, weight belts. Uh, you know, our last time we talked, I, I did look up classes and I, I want to go to that same crater. I've swam in that crater, but I've never dived in it. So mm -hmm. maybe I need to get certified so that we could go on a beach somewhere in Costa Rica, get some tacos, get some BS. Yeah. And then go down, you know, try and catch a fish. <laughs> fish. That's what they call them. Fish. 
fish, the fishes. You know, we had we had a we had a crazy experience. Um, I think why uh, before I say that, you know, I think a lot of what I've done in my life, I don't know why, but I I have been a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. I'm I'm slowing down. You know, the older you get, the more you realize, oh, I don't want to lose a hip. But um, you know, I think most of my life I've kind of been an adrenaline junkie and. Um, scuba is no different. You drop down. It is so otherworldly. Um, man, if you have not gotten certified, if you're listening to this, give yourself a gift and just go get certified. It is the greatest thing in the world. And we are down in Costa Rica and just a magical moment. We're sitting on this, uh, this kind of, uh, it was like a, a cleaning station. These rasp fish come up and, and clean other fish. And uh, we were told that we may or may not, you know, see some incredible uh, uh, fish and, and uh, animals in this area. So we went down, we're kind of waiting on the edge. We're in about 100, 100 feet of water, horrible visibility. It's just right out in the ocean, super turbulent currents. And we're just hanging out and out of the, out of the, just this blue, this murky blue, because visibility was so bad, came this 25 foot huge giant manta ray came down to the cleaning station, getting clean, doing loops over our head and just, just, just grazed our heads just right above. And uh, it was in that moment, I just realized we are so tiny. We are so tiny. You know, we might be big boys, but not, not, not out there. And, um, I just love it. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping you got to join me on that experience pretty soon. And, and, uh, we'll go do that. And it's not hard. It's not hard. You just kind of float along. Yeah. It's not, you know, real good. You just kind of flip your feet every once in a while, but it's about as, uh, you know, uh, about as much energy as a jellyfish and just kind of float around. It's good. Well, I'll definitely join you on that. That's something that is on my bucket list, like I said, but you know, we're talking a lot about the stuff we like to do and man, this podcast is going to be fun. We're really going to try and highlight all of our guests that come on this mm-hmm. show. We're going to try and, you know, hunt down sponsors so that we can give back in a way. And I just hope y'all will join us on this journey. We want to publish one podcast a month for a year and then see what happens. This was truly a hobby for us because, you know, I, I feel very lucky. I found a brotherhood with you, Larry. Mm. There's something yeah, magic about, same, same. You know, we're both from Scottish lines. We joke about being Vikings, but as we, far as we need know. camaraderie right. in this world. We need kindness. We need patience. Uh-huh. We need to give everybody a little bit of a, oh, we need a second chance in life. Yeah. And everyone's got a story. Everyone's everyone got a great story. A story. Everyone has a great story uh, in their life. And, and many of them have multiple great stories. And, and that's what we're going to tell here. We're going to sit around, we're going to crack one open, we're going to be two drinks in and just really enjoy each other. So we hope that you'll come along for this ride. Um, we hope that you'll join us. I hope some of you listening will come and join us and tell your story. And uh, if you feel so so compelled to, we'd love to have you on. So stay tuned. There's many more coming. Uh, we can't wait to share all these folks with you. I think some of them are crazy. Uh, just There's a lot of laughter. I'm just thinking ahead to some that we've already produced and they're, right. they are fantastic. Uh, there are some that are really sobering and, and quite somber and it's still great stories because stories come in so many different shades 
and lots of different brush strokes. And that's what makes life great. It's just not all one phenomenal mountain peak. You got to have those valleys, right? And so there are some of those stories that are, um, that kind of test you, that, that stretch you as we listen to them, that, that, uh, you put yourself in some of these people's position and you, you think about what you may do, how you might react, you know, um, how that might show up in your life. So that's the journey. That's two drinks in. That's two drinks in. And I'm one of your hosts, David, and, and my uh, co-host. I'm Larry. We are so happy to, to have you. And we'll join you again just a couple weeks around the corner. Cheers. Love Cheers. it. Cheers.